Hello, everyone. I'm Laura Ellsworth, welcoming you to Prairie Doc Radio. This is a program of the Healing Words Foundation, a 501c3 founded by Dr. Rick Holm. We are here to answer your medical questions, so give us a call at 605-692-1430. With us today, we have a special guest, Dr. Ryan Prusha. Dr. Prusha's specialty is podiatry. Dr. Prusha, thank you for being here this morning. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, thank you so much for having me, Laura. Um, it's it's an honor to be on the Prairie Dock this morning. Um, so like you said, uh, my name is Ryan Prusha, and I'm a, a foot and ankle trained surgeon. Um, I did my training in Des Moines, Iowa, and uh, just moved up here to Brookings and started with Avera um, in September. So we're excited to be here. Welcome. We're really happy to have you. I feel like we need to tell our listeners and everyone listening today about your interview and what happened that when you were here interviewing and yet you came. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So I was here in May for an interview this summer and um, we're about to, uh, uh, I have a partner here, Nephi Jones, who's the other foot doctor in town. Yeah. And um, I was over at his house. We were, had some burgers on the grill and just kind of relaxing in his backyard and all of a sudden we see this black cloud <laughs> coming toward us yes. um, and the sirens start going off. So yeah, I was actually here for the derecho. Um, yeah, and it was very interesting to to kind of go around town and see all the damage and um, everybody cleaning up their branches. And then our hotel was without power for um, the rest of the time we were there for another two nights. So that yeah. was kind of an interesting experience, but yep. We're, we're mean, here. <laughs> it's incredible, Dr. Prusha, that um, you had you happened to be here when that happened, mm -hmm. right? Um, and I'm glad you um, still came. It, it didn't scare you away too yep, bad. No, nope, not too bad. <laughs> yeah, I remember that night we um, we were just coming out from our home and starting to look around the neighborhood, and uh, the Joneses don't live too far away. And you guys drove by. We're like, oh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> you were here for that. <laughs> so, yeah, that was... Um, Quite the experience. So that's good you got to experience that and can share that experience with all of us here in Brookings as yeah, we reflect on, on that. But yeah, so we're glad you're here. And you have um, and a beautiful wife and some kiddos. Tell us. Yep, I'm them. married. Uh, my wife's name is Mary, um, and I have four young kids. Um, they're all six and under. So okay. we have our, our two oldest. Our is Daniel is in first grade at Hillcrest. Okay. And then... Um, Jonathan, my five-year-old, he's uh, in junior kindergarten at St. Thomas More. So they're really kind of getting into the swing of things and enjoying school here. And then I have Olivia is three and Thomas is one. So um, Mary is very busy at home with them, but yeah. um, yes. there's never a dull moment for sure. Yeah. Well, we sure feel like Brookings is a wonderful place to raise a family. We've really been happy. We've been here 10 years now. So... I know it's unbelievable <laughs> 10 years already so yeah it's a great place to raise those kiddos that's for sure dr. Prusha what made you interested in podiatry um, so it, it kind of goes back to right out of high school I had a job um, in Ames Iowa at the hospital there as a patient transporter and that's really um, one of my coworkers was getting their patient contact hours to become a podiatrist and that's really where I first heard about things and then uh, just really continued to look into it more 
and kind of got interested and really dove deep into exactly what the the profession entailed and it was a lot different than kind of my perceptions Um, but it it allows you to be a surgeon and and really make a big impact in people's lives because mobility is so important for people Mm -hmm. um, and being able to to get around and and be on your feet and be active so um, that really kind of kind of drew me to that but it also allows you to be a surgeon and have kind of a normal home life which Mm -hmm. was very important to me too Mm -hmm. Um, now that I have four young ones right that's kind of how I ended up in that area yeah don't want to miss those days with them either yep yeah well it's time for us to go to our first break we thank you for listening to Prairie Doc Radio on KBRK and on our podcast Call us now at 605-692-1430 with any medical questions you would like us to address. We will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group. If you have diabetes, these lifestyle changes can help lower your risk for heart disease. Follow a healthy diet. Eat more fresh fruits and vegetables, lean protein, and whole grain. Aim for a healthy weight. If you're overweight, even losing a modest amount of weight can lower your triglycerides and blood sugar. Get physical activity. Try to get at least 150 minutes per week of moderate intensity physical activity, such as brisk walking. Manage your ABCs. A, your A1C test. B, keep your blood pressure below 140 over 90. And C, control your cholesterol levels. S stands for stop smoking or don't start. This message is brought to you by the Avera Medical Group Brookings. Call your provider with questions or to set up an appointment, 697-9500. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth, and today we have Dr. Ryan Prusha here to answer our medical questions. Give us a call at 605-692-1430. 605-692-1430. Dr. Prusha, as a podiatrist, what are some of the more common things that you help patients with? Um, so we really see a wide variety of things. Um, some of our biggest things are um, diabetic foot care. Um, with the aging population and the increase of diabetes, we really do see a lot of those patients. Um, and it's important for them to get in to see us um, both for preventative care and kind of to watch out for anything that, that can arise um, because uh, foot care is extremely important for those patients. Um, we also see a lot of acute injuries, um, sprains, strains, things like that, um, broken bones, um, foot fractures, ankle fractures. Um, those are also pretty common coming through our door. Um, so. Let's yeah, talk more about that diabetic foot care. So what um, what are you watching for and what treatment options are available to maybe help prevent things from getting worse or when they do get bad, what can you do for diabetic care? Yeah, good question. Um, so really we like to see our diabetics at least once a year. Okay. Um, and then we do basically kind of a, a just overall assessment of the, the lower extremity at that time. Um, we check really four main categories. Um, one being like nerves and sensation to make sure that the patient is able to feel everything in their feet um, and be aware of anything that might come up. Mm-hmm. Um, we also check their skin for any like lesions, calluses, um, anything that could become uh, an open wound or, mm-hmm. or more concerning for infection. 
Um, we check the, the musculoskeletal system to make sure everything's well aligned and um, there aren't any issues in that area. And then um, also their vascular status. So we look at pulses and make sure that there's good blood flow to the foot um, during that exam. Gotcha. And so what, um, for example, if there's not great blood flow, what, what options um, does a patient have? Yeah, um, so you can have moderate, re moderately reduced blood flow mm -hmm. and it, it not really be a big issue, but just something to be aware of that um, if, if something were to happen, just be um, quicker to come in and see us mm -hmm. rather than later. Um, but there are options for, for vascular referrals and things like that where patients can actually improve their blood flow to their lower extremities. So um, we're definitely there to get the proper testing and proper referrals that might be needed. Right. As I was preparing for today, I was looking on the Brookings Health System webpage and read about the foot clinic, which I know is a little separate from mm -hmm. what you're doing, but I thought that was really fascinating that um, there's an option for people. Do you, do you want to talk a little bit about what the foot clinic is too? Yeah, sure. So um, there is a, a nurse that does nail care at the Brookings Hospital. Mm -hmm. um, her name is Bonnie. Um, she does a really nice job. And um, so she's a, an option where a patient can go and have their, their nails trimmed and calluses trimmed, um, where we might not be able to do that for insurance reasons, so it gives them another option for a, a cash pay option mm -hmm. that's uh, much more affordable than coming to see us. Mm -hmm. And she also does do an overall screening, um, and she's well-trained in identifying things that might need a referral or, or a reason to come see us. Yeah. I know as we age, some of those things just get more complicated for us or cha our toenails change and all those things too. And so um, it's just good to know that the, there are those resources. So if you need a little help with your foot care, uh, think about reaching out to Brookings Health System to see if that might be a good option for you. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about some of those more acute things and um, how you treat those. So Dr. Prusha, are you working with anyone any age, children to adults, when it comes to ankle or foot injuries? Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, we see pediatrics um, all the way up until um, older adults and everything mm -hmm. in between. So, yeah, absolutely. Right. So now we're getting close to, for, fortunately, we have this beautiful weather right <laughs> now, but we're getting close to our icy season. So what are some things you want to remind all of us about so we can maybe avoid seeing you with foot or ankle injuries? <laughs> yeah, good question. Um, this is kind of, we're getting into what we know is ankle fracture season, unfortunately, mm -hmm. um, with ice and things on the sidewalks and roads. So yeah, very important to, to always be careful and be aware and watch out for black ice. Um, Use your penguin steps, very small steps, and, penguin and just steps. go nice like and that. slow. Yep. Mm -hmm. Right. Take it nice and easy. Get some shoes with some grip on them. Yes. Yep. Park inside your garage if you can, right? <laughs> yes, yeah, all absolutely. Those, yep. those good things for us to think about. Um, what, what are some of the issues that are common with the toes. I know I've heard of like hammer toe and some of those things and what can we do to help with some of those issues? Yeah, good question. Um, so yeah, hammer toes are something that we see um, pretty frequently. Um, it's actually a deformity of the, the toe that causes some curling and it can cause discomfort from rubbing in shoes and things like that. Um, so we always start 
pretty conservatively with those like padding and toe spacers and and we try to get along with those things as much as we can but um, we do also have surgical procedures that can correct those issues okay. um, if it would come to that so um, so it's some non-invasive things we can start with and then if needed there's some different options for that too yep absolutely all right well it's time for us to go to our next break we thank you for listening to prairie doc radio on kbrk and on our podcast call us now at 605-692-1430 with any medical questions you would like us to address Prairie Doc programs are available as a podcast. Just look for Prairie Doc wherever you get your podcast. Today's program will be added to the podcast soon. We will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group. Did you know that someone in the United States has a heart attack every 40 seconds? A heart attack happens when a part of the heart muscle doesn't get enough blood. You might hear a heart attack called an MI or myocardial infarction. The more time that passes without treatment to restore blood flow, the greater the damage to the heart muscle. If you have pain in your chest, call for help. This message is brought to you by the Avera Medical Group Brookings, 697-9500. Dr. Prusha, we had a question about ingrown toenails. What causes those? Yeah, so it can be uh, related to in, uh, improper fitting shoes, but um, some people are also just genetically predisposed to ingrown toenails, and, and they'll get them no matter what um, with whatever conservative things you do. So um, we do definitely have treatment options for, for ingrown nails, um, everything ranging from aggressive trimming to partial removal of the nail or complete removal of the nail. Um, when we do those nail removal procedures, we do have the option of also um, putting a chemical in the nail matrix. It's called phenol, and that greatly reduces the chances of that toenail growing back. Mm. Um, so then it, it's kind of a more permanent solution for people. Okay. We do those quite frequently. I'm just, as you're say, talking, I'm wondering, why do we have toenails? <laughs> like, do they serve <laughs> a function, do you think? Or it's just the way it is. <laughs> yeah, good question. I mean, um, like, <laughs> do we need them? Do we need them? I don't know. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. Um, some people, it it's pretty rare, but occasionally I have seen the patient that's chosen to have all of their toenails removed, uh-huh. and they definitely are not adversely affected by right. that. So we can still walk around. Can yep. still stand on our toes. Can do what we need to do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so not the not the worst thing if you have to have those removed. You yeah. Know, it just looks a little different. So. Yep. Right. Got it. I had a little cousin born with clubfoot um, when he was born, and uh, now he's grown up and is doing just fine. Mm-hmm. But is clubfoot something that you would treat? Um, so well? that's not something okay. we actually treat. Okay. Um, Dr. Jones and I are not um, specially trained in that. Yeah. Um, it's There's a, a special casting method called Ponsetti ca- casting. Okay. And um, it really requires some additional training and and things like that to be able to perform that that specialized treatment sure. treatment but um yeah it's just something some kids are born with right it's something yep yep it is a, it's a genetic um condition and yeah there's a basically just a, a deformity of the foot that causes um a, a rotation of the foot and so they basically do what's called serial casting okay um so you gradually reduce that deformity by by using casting yeah as a as a young kid yeah it's a little bit 
you know, a little bit sad to see a little baby in a cast, but did the, he's doing just fine now, you know? So yeah, yeah thankful for modern medicine and the options mm-hmm. that it provides. So uh, as he grew up, he could do all those normal things that he wanted to be able to do. So yeah. that is um, pretty great to be able to have those things too. Bunions, uh, Dr. Prusha, bunions are another uncomfortable thing uh, for many patients. Talk about what causes bunions and how those might be treated. Yeah, so again, um, bunions are something that that a lot of people do have. Um, It's more of a a condition where there's not a lot of good conservative options. There are some paddings and things we can try for people, but um, that is more of a condition that we're we're more likely to need to surgically correct. Um, So depending on the patient's specific bunion deformity, there are different procedures we can perform um, all the way from pretty uh, less invasive things where we just go in and shave off a little bit of bone um, all the way up to uh, procedures where we end up fusing joints Mm. um, to try to realign that the the big toe and the first ray. Mm -hmm. So there's kind of a wide variety there, but... Um, again, definitely something we see a lot. Mm-hmm. As we consider footwear in general, what do you want us to know when we're thinking about what, how we're taking care of our feet? Yeah, good question. Um, so overall, I recommend a, a really good supportive shoe. Um, and the really simple way to test that is actually just take the shoe you're looking at and and you can try to bend it in half and so it should bend in the forefoot but then actually the midfoot and rear foot you really shouldn't be able to fold that shoe in half okay um and then there's a lot that that can be done with just a simple over-the-counter insert as well in the shoe Um, one that we frequently recommend is a power step orthotic um, that provides a a really good uh, midfoot support and also some good cushioning okay I, growing up, I would always hear talk about a high arch or not a high arch. Tell me about that. <laughs> Why do we all have different arches? And how does that work? <laughs> yeah, so there is a pretty big, uh, a wide range of foot types. Um, everything from what we call a planus foot or that flat foot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the opposite end of the spectrum is something called a cavus foot or where you have that really high arch. Um, and so the the extremes of those conditions are someone who would probably benefit from more of a custom orthotic as mm-hmm. opposed to some of yeah. those over-the-counter things but um, we definitely um, see that quite a bit and there are additional surgical things that could be done in in more extreme cases of either of those conditions mm-hmm. uh, how long should we be wearing our shoes how often do you recommend we replace them um, yeah, so I think the, the old adage is like 500 miles or okay. something like that. So, so put a little it, thing you can on put, your shoe to yep. track that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But um, really, you can kind of tell when cushioning starts to wear out in your shoe or you're getting any hot spots or any painful areas, then mm-hmm. it's time to start looking for new shoe gear. Got it. All right. We had a question come in. What suggestions do you have if one's feet are always cold in bed? Hmm, good question. Um, so we do occasionally have people that like sleep in socks and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are a few conditions that could predispose people to having colder feet. Mm-hmm. Um, one of those is where there's a, basically a vasoconstriction or not enough blood flow to certain parts of the foot. Um, so if there are areas of the foot that become white and the rest of the foot has good blood flow, that's something I'd probably come in and see us for. 
um, because that's more of a, an actual medical condition as opposed to your feet always just being cold. Um, another thing would be reduced circulation. Mm -hmm. So um, also a good thing to be coming in and getting checked out for if your feet are consistently cold or if you have any cramping in the foot or like in the calf when you're going for long walks. Um, those can be concerning things for decreased circulation in the feet. Okay. So maybe maybe get it checked out if, if you have some of those other things going on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. I know as I've gotten older, my feet are much more sensitive to the cold, uh, which is interesting too. You know, I could go out and do it barefoot, do anything <laughs> as I was younger, <laughs> but not so much anymore. So those, those things certainly um, can change as well. Well, it's time for us to go to our final break. We thank you for listening to Prairie Doc Radio on KBRK and on our podcast. We have a few minutes left to answer your questions. Give us a call at 605-692-1430 with any medical questions you would like us to address. We will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group. Influenza has made its appearance. If you have not received a flu shot, get one now. Symptoms of influenza are fever, fatigue, cough, runny nose, body aches, and decreased appetite. Generally, influenza makes you feel much worse than the common cold. If you have questions about influenza, call your provider at the Avera Medical Group Brookings, 697-9500. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth, and today we have podiatrist Dr. Ryan Prusha here to answer our medical questions. If you have a question, give us a call at 605-692-1430. Dr. Prusha, I was recently hanging out with some friends, and um, a friend has a boot on right now. So uh, the boot has become quite, I feel like, pretty common now as a, a treatment option. We don't, we see less casting, perhaps, maybe not. That's just my experience. What Tell us about kind of comparing and when um, when the boot is a really great option for people as they're healing. Yeah, great question, Laura. Um, so we rarely, rarely cast anyone anymore. Okay. Um, occasionally it might come up, but typically um, for surgeries and things like that, we're using what's called a posterior splint, which allows more swelling, but also you get that immobilization that you need. Um, as far as cam boots, they are very, very um, useful for, for immobilizing people to allow for healing. So everything from soft tissue injuries with tendons and, um, or ligament sprains, um, all the way up to even if you have fractures, we can immobilize those with a boot. Um, and really the advantage to that is the, the patient can take the boot off mm -hmm. um, for short periods of time and also for showering and mm -hmm. um, things like that. And it gives them a chance to look at their foot and get ice directly on any areas that, that might need it. So there are definitely some advantages to, to using a cam boot for mobilization over um, kind of a traditional cast. Right. And what length of time are we, I'm sure it really varies, but how does that work in um, determining how long you might need to be in that boot? Yeah, a lot of that is, is very patient specific. Um, sometimes we'll have people non-bearing in the boot. Sometimes we'll have them bearing weight on it. Mm -hmm. um, it really just depends on the injury. Um, and kind of duration is also dependent on the injury too. But um, 
kind of for fracture healing, it's usually six to eight weeks and um, soft tissue injuries. We try to get people out of the boot sooner than that um, so that there, there are other areas in the foot that don't get tight or, or have issues down the road. So we try to get people moving as soon as we can and into therapy and, and things like that. I was just going to ask about therapy. We had um, uh, Sarah Lutz on last week talking about the hands and hand therapies and the wrist um, for occupational therapy. Uh, after a procedure that um, a surgery or um, it being in a boot, what what's the normal kind of recovery uh, as far as therapy goes? Um, yeah, so we we love our therapy department at Avera and and we're really quick to refer to them just mm-hmm. because they do a really nice job with our patients, getting them moving um, and getting them back to kind of that that pre-injury or or pre-surgical level. So. Um, their treatment protocols do vary a lot depending on the patient. So mm-hmm. as far as how long they'll be seeing therapy, we really leave that up to them and, and how many visits a week and things like that. But they, okay. they do a really nice job for us. Okay. A question about heel spurs. What are heel spurs and how can they be treated? Yeah, so heel spurs are, are typically associated with a painful condition called plantar fasciitis. Um, and it's studies have shown that 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 heel spur is typically not what is causing the patient's pain it's actually a result of that that plantar fascial band which connects the heel to the forefoot and there's there's increased strain and pulling on that bone which causes a reaction and that heel spur to show up Um, but typically the the treatment for those don't revolve involve removing that spur itself because that's been shown not to be painful Um, but we actually do treat the plantar fasciitis side of things okay and so how do you treat that yeah so um, good supportive shoes and orthotics okay and stretching are really kind of the number one thing so it's super important to stretch your posterior muscle group or your calves um, because it's all kind of a connected pulley system where if your calves are too tight, you're actually putting too much force and strain on that plantar fascia. So ah. that's that's something we actually send people to therapy to for. Sure, stretch is, all that is out. Is to stretch that out, yep. All right. Um, well, we're getting close to wrapping up here, Dr. Prusha. Um, is there anything else you want to share with our listeners today about podiatry services here in Brookings? Uh, no, I don't think so. Thank you so much for having me. Um, yeah. yeah, either give Dr. Jones or I a call if you have any issues that come up and we'll be happy to, to kind of work through those things with you. Yeah, we're really grateful to have those services in town. I think um, it's a relatively newer thing to have in Brookings. And um, as you said earlier, what an important thing um, to keep our feet healthy so we can keep our mobility and stay healthy overall as well so thank you for being here and providing those services and as we're in this thanksgiving week i also just want to thank all of our listeners uh for listening and being part of our parade crew and happy thanksgiving to bob it's always a highlight to see him every week in here too so thanksgiving greetings to all of you we're grateful for all of you we hope you've enjoyed our Prairie Doc radio program and will listen again for Prairie Doc on KBRK, brought to you by the Avera Medical Group Brookings. Please follow the Prairie Doc on Facebook and YouTube. For free and easy access to the entire Prairie Doc library, visit www.prairiedoc.org and look for Prairie Doc wherever you find your podcast. My thanks to Dr. Ryan Prusha for joining us today. And as Dr. Holm would say, stay healthy out there, people.